Hey, hold right there. Don't dare skip this. This is an important message. Me and my boy, Albert Davis, we want to tell you about our podcast, Seriously Dad. Albert, why should they listen? Because it's the best podcast in the world. It's by two comedians who are dads. And you know what we're talking about? Being dads. It's called Seriously Dad. Check us out on social media at Seriously Dad Podcast. And anywhere you get your podcast, that's where we're at. We're funny. We got some great guests coming our way. We cover the topics you want to hear. Check us out. Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at Deal to Heal Teas. Hi guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you'll enjoy the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James. And on my podcast, my guests and I discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. To deal with their problems, heal from the pain, and to fulfill their purpose. So check out our podcast. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or even on Audible. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel at Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. Until then... See you soon. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Girl Dare Discussions podcast. I am your host, Ernest James. I uh, thank you guys once again for tuning in here on the Girl Dare Discussions podcast. We believe that the relationship between a daughter, a father and a daughter is one of the most important relationships in a woman's life. And therefore, our mission is to, to promote the daddy-daughter relationship by spreading the voices of girl dads to the world and giving love and support to all our dads and their daughters. If you haven't already, make sure you listen, like, subscribe, and share to our podcast on all of our social media platforms and all of your uh, podcast listening platforms, as well as subscribe to our podcast on YouTube. So we share a podcast channel. We share a YouTube channel with our partner podcast, The Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. So when you go to YouTube, go to The Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast and subscribe there and you will find our podcast as a playlist um, under that page. So thank you guys again uh, for tuning in to another episode of The Girl Dad Discussions Podcast. And today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest. Mr. Jeremy, how you doing? I'm doing great. Anytime I get to talk about being a parent, it's just another podcast I'll ever be on. <laughs> good, good, good. So first of all, let me say thank you uh, for being on 
You could have been doing anything else, but you're here with me. So I definitely appreciate it. So uh, do me a favor, Jeremy, introduce yourself uh, to my listeners and tell us who you are and exactly what it is that you do. Well, my name is Jeremy Bryant. I am 34, almost 35. I am a father to an eight-year-old stepson and a five-year-old stepdaughter. And I came into their lives, their lives basically five years ago, almost six years ago now. And I am a podcaster as well. I host Paranormal and Normal. I co-host Maniacal Music Musings and Global Strangers Podcast. And I'm also a co-host of Panelist on Bracket Masters Podcast. So I'm a busy man. And I also am a telecom salesman for my full-time job. So right. <laughs> you're almost as busy as I am with everything that I have going on. So I definitely appreciate it. Again, that makes me uh, even more appreciative of, of you being here with us. And so Jerry, my, my first question, uh, because this is the Girl Dad Discussions podcast, is what does it mean to you to be a girl dad? It means you got to buy a shotgun one. <laughs> but <laughs> it means... There's a huge difference between raising a son and raising a daughter. And this is something I've learned over the last five years because I wasn't I wasn't in their lives full time until the last year and a half. Like I was in their life every other weekend. And in the last year and a half, I learned a lot because I've been with them on a daily basis. And it's just raising a son is easy because you can just teach them all the points of being a man and try to make him be the best man you could be he could be. But raising a daughter, especially in this day and age. Seems impossible because there's so many. I mean, yes, things are getting slowly better for women out there, but it's happening too slow, in my yeah. opinion. And I fear for the world my daughter has to live in one day. I really do. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I've, I've shared before on the podcast that my daughter is, is at the time that we're recording it, she's 20, but I have two granddaughters now from my. Um, uh, sons, uh, I have two. I have four stepsons, and so my two oldest sons. Uh, now both of them gave me a granddaughter, so now I have two granddaughters. And I oftentimes, you know, feel that same sentiment like you. You know, just like the the world that they're growing up in is definitely quite different from the world we grew up in. You know, and so uh, I, I feel you there. Um, and so I, I know uh, that. You are a dad, but you're also a stepdad, and that's a different dynamic coming in, uh, especially as a girl dad. So me, myself, my daughter is my only biological child, but I am a stepdad, again, to, to four sons that I have, and so I, I understand that. So what was the dynamic of you, know, you coming into your daughter's life uh, you know, as a stepdad? How did that you know, come about? Well, it's funny because I started dating my now wife five years ago and she had a daughter who was less than one years old at the time. And the first day we met, I instantly was, I have dogs, people, so excuse me, but um, yeah. I, 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 I have two Mastiffs and yeah, so, but I came into her life and I instantly started trying to connect with her. The first date I was connecting with the daughter, I was talking to her in her stroller. I was like saying, like just talking to her in general, like, yeah. like you talk to any baby. And I mean, she, her real dad was out of the picture for many years because he is just not a human being you'd want in her life. Put it that mm -hmm. way. Put it that way. Yeah. I don't want to get, any, I don't want to get any, 
any more disrespectful on this podcast than I have to. Right, but um, right. but so she grew up, and as soon as she learned to talk, I was dad, not daddy, because that's what my wife calls me. But she was dad, so <laughs> I was dad to her, and her real father has actually been in her life for the last. Well, we stopped it because he's just a very narcissistic, not good human being. But he was in her life for a good six months over the last year. And she she figured out on her own, because she's, she's a very smart four or five-year-old at this point, and she figured out that he was her dad, because why was he coming around and spending time with her if he wasn't? She's yeah. just smart. She's smart like that. So, But she actually said one night, he, I don't want him as my dad. That's my dad. Like, I want, I want, I, I don't, I was asleep at the time. My wife was up with her and she's like, I want, that's not my dad. My dad's dad. And I don't even think she's really named Jeremy, even though she knows it. But so, I mean, there was always, I was always her dad as far as she knew. Right, right. And for, yeah. and for four, for four years, I was the only dad she knew. But even when she met her biological dad, she didn't want him because she already had a good dad. Okay. So how many how many children do you have in all? Uh, just the one stepson and the one stepdaughter. I've not been blessed yet with any biological children. We're trying. We're trying to try, but we think what we. Yeah, I know. Most we're trying, but I think one of us is incapable. I've yet to <laughs> go go actually do the medical studies to yeah. figure this out, but like. Right. One of us is incapable, I think. I don't know if my wife just can't have any more kids or if I have dead soldiers. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is, basically. Enough, Moose. We know you're there. But, I mean, we basically, like, don't know what it is. But we've been trying. And it, it's I've, I've always wanted kids since I was a young since, – since I was a kid. My mom ran a daycare. Right. So I helped her in the daycare when I was even, like, 8 to, eight to 18. Like, I helped her in the daycare – with babies to freaking middle scores, high scores. I mean, so I always wanted kids because I always knew I'd be a good dad. I mean, yes, I lose my temper sometimes, but I would, oh, I always would be a good dad. And I am a good dad to these kids. I provide for them as best as I can. Yes, we're a few months behind on mortgage, but hopefully tax refund helps that. But, <laughs> but I try to be the best dad I can to these kids. And Yes, I lose my patience. Yes, I lose. Yes, my temper just flares up because my dad has short temper, and that just kind of passed over somehow. Even though he's not my genetic yeah. father, but still, it passed over. And I do the best I can to raise her. She's literally five in kindergarten, and she just a couple weeks ago, all of a sudden, she has a crush on some boy. And I literally posted. <laughs> on Facebook. I, I, I literally posted off. She won't. She won't tell us who, but I literally posted on Facebook like, "Well, my daughter's a crush." In kindergarten, time to get my shotgun. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So, so just when she was a baby, so you, I know you said you, you came into her life when she was a, you know, before she was even one, you know, so that experience, because you're her father, okay? And so, you know, just that experience of her as a baby and that bonding time that you guys uh, spent together. How was that experience for you? You know, uh, with having that experience, because I'm I'm assuming the son, your son, is older, and so, you know, 
he was he he wasn't a baby when you met him. You know, no. having that that experience of just having her as a as a baby. How was that that bonding with you and her? I mean, my son, my stepson was three when I met him, and he was just turning four right after I met him. So he knows who his real father is, or I mean, he forgets sometimes who his real father is because his real father has been in his life for basically our whole relationship because he's just a POS. Like he's just, he didn't care. He has multiple kids, but multiple different parent, multiple mothers. And he's not involved. He's not involved in any of their lives. Like he's just that kind of horrible human being who doesn't want to be involved in his kids' lives. But so it was different because like she was a baby, but after our second, I mean, I, after our second date, I used to go down there every, I used to go down to their house, which is like an hour and 15 minutes away. Like every weekend, every other weekend, I go down to their house and I would spend the weekend. And every time I would walk in the room, the first day I got there, my daughter, Bella, would be up in the cribs with her arms just up, like, pick me up, pick me up. And my wife always says, because she wanted to get out of her crib. But I, she, she had a bomb me. She, she always did to this, to this day, she has a bomb me. And like, there are, th- there, are th- there are certain things like putting on her socks and shoes in the morning and getting, even getting her dressed for school in the morning. She doesn't want her mother to do most days unless she's in a mood. Like she wants me to do it. Like I don't understand why, but like I personally don't want to have to dress my daughter because it's just like I don't want to, I don't I don't I don't I mean I don't want to see you naked. It's just not natural, but it's just whatever. I just put on her clothes and look away. But it's still it's just she she bonds me like and every so often to this day, like like I, I, I taught her at a young age because when I was a kid, I always wanted to cuddle with my dad in bed and watch TV. That was my thing with my dad when I was a little kid. And I kind of taught her that somehow. And like that's how I got her to go to sleep when she was like two or three. So to this day, she'll still say, Dad, can we go cuddle in your bed? And like she'll fall asleep in my arms to this day. And I'll have to go carry her to her bedroom, which she's getting, she's getting, she's getting, I mean, she's 30, 40 pounds now. So she's not that bad, but eventually it's going to happen to the point where I can't carry her anymore. And yeah. I mean, luckily, luckily it's not, luckily it's not an everyday thing anymore. And like, but still, if I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, she'll bring a pillow and blanket out with her and she'll come cuddle up next to me and like lay, lay next to me while I'm watching TV. Like, it's just, I formed an instant connection with her. Cause it's like, she realized part of the main reason I'm, I mean, I love my wife without doubt, but I wanted to be there for her kids. Because they had no real father figures, and someone had to fill that void. That's why I wanted to be there. Because somebody had to fill that void and teach them what's like to have a real father. And my son and me still struggle to have a good relationship because he just doesn't listen. But she doesn't listen either. Don't get me wrong. She doesn't afraid <laughs> in the world. She's a typical five-year-old girl who just doesn't want to listen to her, any of her parents and wants to do what she wants to do, even if you tell her no a thousand times. But it's just... She, she want she needed a dad and I filled that role. That's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. And I and I definitely uh, again I, I appreciate you know appreciate you being on and I definitely I appreciate you for even taking out that time to wanting that job, you know what I mean, and then doing it, you know. So as a as a step there myself, again I, I have four stepsons. And when I came into my stepson's life, I think uh my daughter was probably seven at the time. Um, so my youngest of the four stepsons was eight. 
and the oldest I think was 10 or 11. So they all, they kind of like right after each other, the, the four stepsons. Um, all of them is older than my daughter. My daughter is the youngest. And, you know, their dad's around. He, he's still around, you know what I mean? But uh, me personally, not as active as he should be, as especially being in the near proximity that, that he is. You know, again, now they're they're all grown, you know, and so they have their own relationship with them or whatever. Um, but just growing up, you know, uh, that was my job, you know, and I think there's a special place uh, in the rural or in heaven or wherever, you know, wherever for for step parents who actually take out the time to love a child that, you know, is not biologically theirs. Um and you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. You know, for the real, I'm, I'm glad that I was in their lives. And my daughter and her stepmom have a wonderful relationship. You know, and even though, like I said, my my daughter's 20 now, and you know, sometimes she calls her before she calls me. You know, <laughs> and every time, every now and then, her stepmom would send me a, a text message. You know, saying like, "Hey, daughter, call me today." You know, or she, you know, send send me a, a screenshot of something that my daughter sent her, like, I love you or whatever. And she might've sent her, I love you and didn't send me one, you know? <laughs> and so, but I tell her all the time, I'm, I'm definitely appreciative of the relationship that they have, you know, because, you know, there's a reason why they're step parents, you know what I mean? And there's a reason that there's a void and then somebody has to stand in that, in that void. And so, uh, I I volunteered and you volunteered and then, you know I think there's a special place for for us you know. <laughs> I mean, besides the uh, hair clinic for men, there was a special place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I need that too. That's why I got this hat on. But I am completely bald. <laughs> I'm getting there. It's not quite yet, but I'm gonna, I'm I'm going to end up like my own grandfather with a freaking halo eventually. So. <laughs> Yep, yep. So here, here's a here's another question because I believe that uh, even though we teach our kids, our, our, our daughters, um, I believe that there is something we can learn from everybody. And so, tell me something that your daughter has taught you. She's taught me basically because I mean, I always assumed when I was younger that. Show off the shine, buddy. Show off the shine. But <laughs> she always taught me when I was younger that, or she taught, me, she, she taught me like the whole time I known her that I always assumed raising kids was raising kids, whether they're daughters or sons, didn't matter. Raising kids was raising kids in my mind. Daughters are different. I mean, you have to, you have to stop. And when she shows you a flower and says, "Isn't it pretty?" You have to say, "Like, yes, it's so pretty, sweetie." Like, yes, <laughs> you have to. You have to play with Barbies once in a while. You have to play with unicorns, stuffed animals constantly because, I mean, that's how I get her up for school some mornings. I literally take one of her unicorns. I make unicorn noises to get her up for school. Like, it's just like, nay, get up, Bella. Like, it's just the way it is. Like, it's not a real unicorn, Moose. Calm down. But it's just the way it is. Like, it's the way it is. Like, you have to. You have to play into imagination a lot more with daughters than you do with sons. I mean, my son, I literally would walk into his room I'm like, buddy, get up. It's time for school. And like, yeah. he'll get up without issue. And 
he's always been that way. With her, she likes her sleep, so it's a little bit more like she she needs to be coerced out of bed by thinking like her unicorn or her Pikachu stuffed animal is like playing with her. Like I'll literally sit down with her Pikachu and do the same thing and do my own Pikachu voice, which I will I'll save you that. But it's just <laughs> like raising a daughter is different because I mean her biological father when she was a baby. My wife still to this day thinks he did something that is so perverse. I won't mention it on the show, but and that's part of the reason we don't want him in her life. But because we think he has one motive and we don't like the motive. But it's just you're protect. You're more protective of your daughter. Like if my son fell at the playground, I tell him you're all right. Wipe it off and get up. Like right. yes, I mean I, yes, boys should have feelings. Boys should have emotions. Yeah, Moose, I know you're a boy, but they should have emotions and they should have like feelings still to this day. My good friend Harvey has taught me that more than anybody. But mm. other than that, like girls have emotions beyond belief. And my daughter will straight up say to me if I'm like getting angry, why are you being mean? And I'll that that phrase right there breaks your heart to no degree. Like it breaks your heart to hear your daughter say. Why are you being mean? Like, it breaks your heart. Seriously, dude. But it's just like, nothing else hurts you more than your daughter saying, why are you being mean? And I'll just sit there for a minute like, whoa. Like, I need to chill out and just, like, my son, my son can say, why are you being mean? And I'll be like, because you're not listening. But, <laughs> like, I feel like Adam Sandler and Big Daddy with my son sometimes. But, but with my daughter, it's just like, Oh, I'm sorry, princess. Like, I'm, I didn't mean it. Like, it's just like a whole nother world. It's a whole nother world. And it's just, you have to, with a daughter, like today, we went on a three mile hike through Lemonster State Forest, Massachusetts. And yes, yes, I did get a picture of what I think is a Bigfoot track, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but because I'm a paranormal podcaster, so that's my world. But like, me and her were behind my son and my wife and we were just like walking slow and she's just talking about the most random things and I just, and she fell a couple times because kids will and like I just had to play like the father the, like the most sensitive father role of it's okay sweetie, it's okay like are you hurt? No? Okay, let's keep going then like and she would bring up the most random conversations and it's just it was my son I would probably be, just be like all right, let's keep moving, buddy. Let's keep moving. But with her, it's just like it's like, all right, I will walk through this, I will walk through this forest slow with you and just make it work. Like we'll get to the end eventually, but we're enjoying the experience while we do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So here's a here's another question because I know, like I said, uh there are some things that we learn from our daughters, and as we learn, we adjust sometimes to their ways or to their feelings. So what is a way that uh, being a girl that has changed you for the better? I, I mean, I used to be, I, I'm, I'm a bigger man. Like I weighed 400 pounds at one point before I had gastric bypass surgery. So I've always had a, let's say tough relationship with the female race because they couldn't see me for who I was because of my size. So mm-hmm. I almost at one point considered joining incel because of this even like, just cause 
that's the way it felt to me. Being a girl father made made me see the female perspective from a whole new angle and made me appreciate women even more because I had to think, I had to sit down and think, who do I want my daughter to become? Do I want her to become a woman who's afraid of men and scared of men and is just disliking the men in general? I mean, yeah, if my daughter becomes uh, someone who prefers the female female persuasion in her older life, I'm not going to complain. But as most as most fathers wouldn't. But still, I mean, it's just yeah, most we get it. But I mean, it's just a whole different world. It's a whole different world than I had to think about women in general when I think about my daughter, especially when, when I moved, especially a year and a half ago when we got our first house and we moved in together. Like I had to think about who I want my daughter to be in the world. And by thinking about that, I think about every other woman I know. And my perspective on women has changed dramatically in the last year and a half. And since knowing her, basically, in the last five years, it's changed slowly. But the last year and a half has been a dramatic change in how I feel about women. I mean, I respect women more now than I ever did in the past. And every every man should have a daughter for that reason. Mm-hmm. So, I, I one of the stories that I share uh, with one of the things that I didn't do uh, with my daughter. My daughter had a uh, daddy daughter dance uh, when she was like six or seven, and I had to work. And so I said, "All right, you know, I'll miss this one, but I'll get the next one." And again, my daughter just turned twenty, and there never was the next one. You know, and so that's one of the things that I regret. Um, so just as a stepdad, hopefully not so much at this point, but is there anything that you regret uh, as far as your relationship with your daughter now that's something you may have done or just a, something that happened that you were just like, man, I wish that hadn't happened? Well, besides your, bio- bio- besides your biological father coming back in the picture, which I regret that ever happening because it just... It, it changed the way she acted and I don't, mm-hmm. it's not for the better, but yeah, I regret not being there since the day she was born. I regret not meeting my wife when she was pregnant with her and just being there for her since the second she came out of the womb and, and being able to say, I'm your daddy, little one. I'm your daddy. Like I, I regret not being able to say that to her. Like I just do. It just, I mean, it, does, it doesn't haunt me too much. Cause it's just like times didn't line up. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't yeah. change time, but right. And again, if my wife was pregnant, she was still trying to make things work with the actual baby daddy. And I, I mean, as much as that failed in the long run, horribly. <laughs> and, the th- and the things he supposed to be doing when she was an infant were horrendous. I wish I could have been there instead and just been like, from the beginning, I'm your dad. But for her, from her recollection, as far as she can remember back, I'm her dad. And that's all that matters. Right. If I'm her, I'm her dad from as far as she can remember. That's all that matters in the end, you know. Right, right, right. Okay. So that being said, uh, as a dad, what's your greatest accomplishment that you think you uh, you've made with your daughter at this time? This is gonna sound corny as all hell, but she loves Batman the animated series. And she loves Rugrats because of me. And that's my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> hey, I used to watch Rugrats. Uh, so I used to, <coughs> I haven't drawn in so long, but I used to draw when I was little. 
when I was younger, should I say. So I used to draw, make my own comic books and draw cartoon characters. And at one time I wanted to be a, a, a cartoonist, you know, animator. So I've always been interested in uh, comics and, and cartoons. So I used to watch Real Grits, uh as an adult. <laughs> so, and, and the Batman series too. So um, <laughs> I right. can't knock you there. I, I watched both of them. The fact that my daughter wanted to pick out Batman pajamas at Walmart over other pajamas, <laughs> and she wanted to be Batman for Halloween one year, even though even though my my wife my wife wouldn't let her. Right. <laughs> I still think that's my greatest accomplishment. That's my greatest accomplishment. Okay, okay. So before we go into the next segment, uh, my next question is: Do you have a uh, impactful or special story? Um, that you would like to tell or an experience that you share with your daughter that you would like to share with us? Uh, I mean, the most impactful thing I did to her, her life was come into her life. Because when, when, when I met my wife, now wife, then girlfriend, her, her daughter, and her son were living in one bedroom together in their family house. Which... At that age, it's fine. Like, she was sleeping in the crib. The son has his own little, like, cot in the room. But still, like, I was able to give them a house. I was able to give them their own bedrooms where they can express their personalities. I was able to do more for them than anybody else ever had. And that, to me, is the most impactful thing I ever did for my daughter was give her her freedom to have her own life and have her own room and yes her brother still sleeps in her room to this day a lot of nights because she wants him to but because that's why she grew up but right. it's just yeah i know i'm right moose but that's the way it goes i mean that's the, that's the way it goes i mean other than that i mean like i already said it's the get, getting her and everything i love like i literally at one point anything i would put on tv she would literally ask me every time is this star wars <laughs> because she's, I watched all the Star Wars movies with her, with my son at one point. As far as his interest would carry, because he wouldn't, he would never stick around for the full movie, but he'd watch like at least the first half. And like, but I hope someday I could change that. He watches the whole movies and loves them, but won't get there eventually when he's a teenager. But to this day, she'll watch anything with me, whether it be Star Wars, Batman, Marvel stuff, like anything I'm watching. If she finds it interesting enough, she'll sit and watch it with me. And she loves all comic book stuff. I can't wait to the day I can get them into actual comic books because I have I have thousands in the basement I'm singing now. So, <laughs> well, I don't have any other ones that I used to read uh, <laughs> no more, but definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely still uh, into comic books. Uh, every now and then, I might grab one just because you know, just grab one and, and read it. Um, but it's been a while. It's been a while. So let's uh, go into the next segment um, of the podcast, which is called Getting to the Core segment. Um, so during this segment, we talk about the core four, uh, which is the core four advisors that every daughter should get from her father, which is an ebook that I wrote uh, based off my experience of watching my dad with my sisters. I have five sisters. Um, my relationship with uh, my wife and, uh, you know, the mother of my daughter and my relationship with my daughter. And so what I came up with, with this, uh, the core four is the four core values that I think a father 
you know, instills in his daughter. And so we have guidance, we have affirmation, we have love and affection and protection. And so just of, of those four, you know, um, which one do you think would probably be more impactful uh, to you, you know, which is instilling in, into your daughter? From what I've seen in women nowadays, I mean, yes, protection is important, no doubt. Every woman, every girl should take self-defense classes before when they're in high school to get them ready for the world because there are creeps out there and they're going to need to learn how to defend themselves. But I would say affirmation because so many women struggle these days with self-esteem issues mm -hmm. when they could be the most beautiful woman in the world, but they still have self-esteem issues because they just weren't taught at the right age that they are beautiful no matter what which I have no problem saying to my daughter every day, my beautiful little princess or something like that. Like, so she feels like she's always beautiful. Right. Right. Moose. She's beautiful. You love her. So, I mean, to me, that's the most important thing. Let your daughters know that they are gorgeous, that they're beautiful. And any man should have to fight for their affection. They shouldn't yeah. just give it to any man who tries, make them fight for it. That's my, that's why I believe how those four is the most important by far. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I can't, I can't stand seeing women these days to say, Oh, I'm so ugly. I'm so, I'm so unattractive. Like, no, you're really not. You just were taught that because the society is so superficial that God forbid you're a little overweight. God forbid you're a little, God forbid you have some kind of flaw. Your teeth aren't, your teeth are crooked to some degree, or you're, you have a birthmark in your face or something like that. Like, no, you're beautiful. Just find the man who thinks you're beautiful. Find the man who always yeah. believes you're beautiful no matter what. Like, that's the core belief. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, the way I explain affirmation is, is telling, your, telling your daughter something she should know already about herself, you know, that maybe she just don't see yet. And like you said, starting at, at that young age is letting her know you're beautiful, you're smart, you're intelligent, you know, and, and started instilling those beliefs in her to believe in herself you know, as young as possible, you know, and then keep, keep it going. You know what I mean? And so, um, last, last question is, you know, the core four is written and it's the core four values, but if there was a fifth value that you could add, what would it be and why? I think you still muted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, go over the four again. Cause I'm, it's it's 420 and you know. <laughs> <laughs> so is is guidance, is love, uh love and affection, affirmation and protection is the four. So if you can add a fifth, what would that fifth one be and why? See, this is a tough question. It really is. <laughs> and but And I, I might be I might be making up a word here, but I'm gonna go with it and create my own word. Mm -hmm. Unstoppableness. You are unstoppable, my daughter. Do what you want to do in this world. Break down walls, kick those boundaries out of the freaking frame. Do what you want to do. You're unstoppable. You can do anything you set your mind to. So I would say unstoppableness, because you are just you're or just unstoppable, even you're you're unstoppable. You can do anything you set your mind to in this world. 
just do what you can do whatever you want like if you want to change the world change the world it will happen like teach your daughters that because if you teach them that they'll go into the world in college and onward from college just thinking they can do that and that's all that matters is that they know that they think they can do that doesn't matter if they really can or not because you know the world the world's a messed up place you may not be able to completely but do what you can to make it happen and you know what you're a female females join together in packs and anything can happen anything you think susan b anthony was stopful oh god no she did what she wanted to do along with all the other suffragettes of the early 20th century so you are unstoppable do what you want to do if you want to go to space if you want to go to another planet if you want to if you want to make women be equal to men in every way in this world freaking do it freaking do it because it's possible all right all right so uh jeremy first of all let me say again uh thank you for being on i I definitely appreciate you being uh coming on and sharing your expertise and definitely sharing your your love for your daughter and and i was glad i was glad actually when you when you uh returned the the email to be on and you told me that you were a stepdad because my very first guest uh was a friend of mine who's a brand new dad his daughter is literally two months old you know, and so he was my very first guest. Um, and then I had Harvey on, who we, we talked about, a friend of yours. And then now I'm having you on. And so it's just like all three. It's the brand new dad, the seasoned dad, and the stepdad. So I, I, I'm loving it. And I'm, I think we're going to really do some great things with this podcast. And so, uh, Jeremy, I want you to uh, do me a favor. I want you to leave. Uh, I want you to have the last word. And I want you just to give us uh, a tip to another father um that could be listening you know even another stepfather who's who's stepping into that real uh role as to be a girl dad you know so i want you to you know just leave us with something and also leave us with your information as far as your um podcast and different things that that you have on i'll give you a couple seconds to to uh think about that um to my listeners thank you guys uh for tuning in make sure you're checking us out <clears throat> excuse me, at our website, uh, the business website for dealhealfulfilled.org um, is the business website where you can find stuff about me and what I all I do as a speaker, as a podcaster, as an author, and all of that stuff can be found there. Also, you can book me to be a speaker uh, or, or a workshop facilitator uh, for your organization. Also, check out ebooksbyejames.com where you can find the core for uh, core four values that every daughter should have from her father. Also, there is an ebook called uh, "From Males to Men," which uh, is a boy was a male mentoring uh, ebook, and there's also a ebook called uh, "Forgiving Me: The Four Steps to Self Forgiveness," and there's some other ones there too. Uh, so go to ebooksbyejames.com and you can uh, check out those ebooks. Also. I am blessed to be a part of an organization called The Forgiveness Mission, and you can find them at theforgivenessmission.com. And what we do is have free virtual workshops every quarter of the year. Uh, So whenever you're listening to this podcast, it's either one just passed or it's one coming up. And so we have these forgiveness workshops where we talk about forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, forgiveness of self, 
forgiveness of others and so forth and so on. I think it's very important for us to get the message of forgiveness out to the world. And so I'm blessed to be a part of that uh, organization. So please look us out at forgivenessmission.com uh, for the free virtual workshops that we have. Also, one thing I forgot to tell you guys at the beginning, but you can win $100 from the podcast. And you say how? By joining our super subscriber contest. Uh, first, subscribe to our YouTube page, our Facebook page, and our podcast on Spotify. After you've done those three things, then text the word W-I-N, WIN, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. Uh, the contest is ongoing and is random. So once you're in, you can always win. You don't have to re-register re uh, or anything like that. Once you get your name in, uh, after you subscribe to the uh, three um, uh, podcasts, then you're in. So you win $100 from the podcast. Again, Jeremy, uh, thank you so much for being on, uh, for taking out your time from your family to be here with me. And I'll let you have the last word. So the floor is yours. The one thing I could tell every father out there, stepfather, spe stepfather especially, watch who's in your door, watch who's in your daughter's life. You don't want no bad fruit coming in and spoiling the tree. Like, you don't want mm -hmm. that. Like, watch in your daughter's life. I mean, my daughter's not a teenager yet, but I fear those days with a reckless <laughs> abandon because all it takes is that one girl who's a bad influence in your daughter's life, and she's going to start doing things that make you just want to grease up your shotgun and put the bullets in. So, so I mean, basic thing is, you're raising a woman to be the next generation of women. And it's just, you need to raise a right because they need to know they're unstoppable. Women are really going to control the future, I think, to some degree. And I want my daughter to be part of that. I really do. I want her to, and she, she already is the toughest little girl in the world. And she'll fall down and get back up and be like, I'm okay. And it's just, <laughs> she's not one of those girls who every time she scrapes her knee, she cries like, it may, she may cry for a second, but she'll get back up a second later and be like, like she literally fell down the stairs when she was like two or three years old, like a full flight of stairs. And she literally said to her mother, it's okay, mom, I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> like that's daughters, raise your daughter to be tough. Raise your daughter to take the world by the horns and just run with it. I, I hope my daughter could do everything in life that I couldn't do. I hope she gets everything I couldn't get. I hope she can just be who I couldn't be. And that's all you can hope for your daughters is the best, the best freaking future in the world for them. And for all those who want to find out more about me, you can find me on as Jeremy Bryant on Facebook. I have a Facebook group, Paranormal the Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast with an S Facebook group. Name change coming soon on that. You can find me on Twitter and the gram as that juggalo bastard. You can find me on TikTok as that Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find me on YouTube as either Paranormal the Normal or Maniacal Music Musings. Those are, those are my two main podcasts that I host slash co-host. And you can also find me on Global Strangeness on Facebook or any other place where podcast videos are put. And you can also find me on Bracket Bastards starting again next weekend as I helped start that podcast. And now I'm getting back on because I took a break to start my own podcast. And please, just if you're in any, if you're in any of that stuff, check it out. And 
we're gonna try to get Ernest on Maniacal Music Musings because I think he probably has an album that means something to him, and I want to bring it. I want to bring him on. <laughs> well, I appreciate. It. I appreciate. It. I definitely will be on. Uh, so again, thank you, Jeremy, for taking out your time to be here. To the listeners, thank you guys once again for checking out um, the Girl Dad Discuss- Discussions podcast, and we hope that you are definitely enjoying it. And again, our mission is to give the voices of girl dads to the real and give our love and support for our dads and their daughters. So until next time, we'll see you guys later. Hey, it's Alex and Bella. From Let's Not Sugarcoat It, a podcast where each week we bring you real, raw, and unfiltered conversations. Our guests share their lives, journeys in entrepreneurship, relationship, parenthood, and much, much more in an authentic and raw way where no one sugarcoats life's messes and successes. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of your favorite podcast apps and tune in every Wednesday for new episodes.